You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon here with a new guest, Brenda. Brenda. What's your, the pronunciation of your second name? Ibarra. <laughs> Brenda Ibarra. Yeah. And uh, Brenda, so I need you to tell me a bit about yourself because I also don't know much. <laughs> people so yeah, we just made. No yeah. The bit I know is you're an actress. And a bit. <laughs> okay, you've acted. Mm-hmm. You're starring in Timothy's movie, Ascari. Yes. That's the main <coughs> thing I know about you. Yeah. I know you're a big movie buff. And I know you work at NBS, so those are the <laughs> things I know in particular. Well, I think that's most of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. first tell me about, maybe let's go with Ascari first, the acting, since it seems distant. You've said like, like Actually, in the past. no, it's not, it's not really in the past. Mm. It's something, it, I, I, we did that film last year. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, I haven't yet seen it. I've been pressing Timothy. I'm like, what? I went to see the first, like, I saw the first cut. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, I'm trying not to bug him too much to see the film because I'm too curious, and of course, mm-hmm. trying to like be, yeah, to see what's what 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 does it look like, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, with the acting, actually, before I did a scary, mm-hmm. I had last acted, I think, in 2013. What? Yes, I had put it on hold. Um, that's mostly because I realized. I, did, I just didn't have the time. I didn't get the roles I wanted. Okay. And also, really, here in Kampala, being an actress is something that no one really takes seriously. Yeah. And it's, it's, such, really it's such a shame. Yeah. But uh, so for me, so many things discouraged me. Mm-hmm. As soon as I finished, because um, I went to, okay, I went to drama school briefly. Okay. Where? Makere. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So I was at drama school and... Uh, there, when, when I was there, I did. I studied theater and uh, mm-hmm. media studies, so okay. TV and all that stuff. So when I left, it was a thing of like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I was going to act. I was going to like write my stories. I was going to like yeah, because I also write. But then, like Nothing. reality just reality hit. I booked like fake. yeah, I booked like two movies, and mm-hmm. then that was it, you know. And then afterwards, people want you to act for free. People. And people don't treat the people actually have no respect for actors. They do really because they usually they think, oh, you're just an actor. You're just going to look nice, and that's it. But they don't understand the amount of work that goes into the craft mm-hmm. of researching a character, of understanding a character, of living this this character's life, yeah. and making it believable on screen or on stage. Mm-hmm. So I moved away. So I I got frustrated with acting really. So I said, you know what? I think I'm going to focus on other forms of storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I started, um, I was also, I was into like um, presenting on radio and, uh, you know, did writing. Did you do any of that? Yeah, I did. On I, which radio station? Um, I was on, uh, I did, I think, I signed out at Bob FM. <laughs> Good, I've never been I know, right? <laughs> I said at Bob FM, I did, uh, that was the country music station. Crazy. What? Yeah, Does I remember. Does it still exist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> but yeah, I was at Bob FM, and then I think after Bob, I went to a Hot 100. Yeah. I was there for like about a year. Then I had a short stint at Capital, mm-hmm. and then I went to the last place I was at. That was in 2014. I was at Radio City. Okay, so you've really moved around. Yeah, in media. I've actually moved around in media. Okay. So mm-hmm. and then also at some point I was at WBS. I had a TV show on mm-hmm. WBS. Mm-hmm. So I was doing all these things, mm-hmm. and so. 
I didn't feel that the need to be an actress really mm-hmm. because these things were paying and being an actress doesn't really doesn't pay. pay. Yeah. So while I was doing all this stuff, I realized like, you know what, I think I could focus on just being a media person and mm-hmm. so I did all of that. Mm-hmm. But then as fate would have it, every time I would watch a film by a local, you know, production house or like Ugandans, I would be like, damn, I miss acting, I need to find my way back. Mm-hmm. And so slowly I started like telling my, you know, I was like, okay, I think I should, I should go for this audition. I should mm. go for this audition. Mm-hmm. But then, luckily for Timothy, someone recommended me. Yes, I remember. So, because also doing auditions, by the way, it can it can be so it can be so harsh on your self esteem. Because yeah. you go, you put yourself out there, and then you're like, yeah, you know what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I so Timothy approached me at the beginning of last year. That is 2017, right? Yeah. Last year yes, was 2017. 2017. Wow. Time flies. Uh, Jeez. Okay, so that was, yeah, 2017. Um, and then I think we filmed in, 20, in May? Last year. Yeah, May. May or April? It's even seeming close. Timothy, by the way, is the one who I host the podcast with a lot of Yeah, Timothy. Yeah. So he approached me and I was very hesitant because having been uh, you know you always want to get a good role you want something yeah. that is going to like reflect a certain way of you like you're not going to just do something just because it's paying money <laughs> so for me money like stopped being my focus it was about the story so I kinda I saw the script I liked the character I was like okay she seems like someone I could become uh, so and then yeah we did it and uh, it officially like opened up you know, my it opened like my my return to acting. Did you act in anything else after it? Um, actually, interestingly enough, before I acted in that, I was in a short film in February mm. last year mm. uh, with my partner, mm-hmm. and we I was just doing it as a as acting as a body double. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that counts. But because I kind of I didn't I didn't really think I was going to be in the film. However, as it stands now, there are two cuts of the film, and you in one and of so the I'm cuts. in one of the cuts, and okay. we could choose to go with, which, you know, whichever. With whichever. So depending on which cut we go with, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, Timothy's film that's the one that kind of yeah. So now I'm I'm excited about acting again. Okay. Yeah, just to yeah. So you think you'll take other roles and do most? Um, yeah, but I think moving forward, I want to write my own stuff. Okay. It's safer that way because... You write yourself better <laughs> stuff. <laughs> not, not necessarily, but I think mm. you if you want to... There are certain characters I feel I'm drawn to, mm-hmm. and I've not been able to see them around. Yeah. And Timothy's character, the character of Connie, mm. uh, if you've seen the film, if you've I've seen the script. I've read the script, seen some bits of yeah. it. Yeah, Connie's character, yeah. she's, she kind of, I was like, hmm. Because I don't have the, I don't have the, I don't have the courage to be Connie in real life. <laughs> yeah. Get, so I can be her in, mm. you know, in, in, in the fake life. So, characters like that mm. but so characters who i can easily be in in real life they mm. kind of bore me <laughs> so i'm like i can i'm like i can be i can be a you know i can be a stay-at-home mom that's fine <laughs> but get me to be villanelle <laughs> oh in killing eve eh? yeah that would be I'm cool. like, I'll be like yes 
give me that that would be juicy yeah so then nbs what tell me about nbs mm. uh, the yes. shows you write at <coughs> nbs i write a bunch of shows actually give me some examples um i, I script for there's a show called um there's another round there you is script for another round yeah i work with those guys how did that go it had a controversy yeah it's it's actually it, it i remember there was a, the controversial topic on uh, mini skirts was yeah. it the, no, the billboard? The billboard was the controversy. Yeah, the billboard was a controversy. But then it was corrected. Yeah, they removed yeah, it. Yeah, and then, because I remember people made so much noise on Twitter, which was very... Because I remember being in that meeting and I felt like, I was like, you guys, there's no way we're going to get away with this. <laughs> you know, but you know how, excuse me, you know how people in media believe, you know, all, all like, all attention is good. Like, there's no bad yeah. press. They're like, we shall ride with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, people make noise on Twitter, but then people will find out about the show. So I was like, okay. But yeah, it's, um, so yeah, there's another round and I'm always like trying to like um, bring in, because they're guys, basically talking about yeah. different topics. But I usually try to like come in when they're talking about women's issues because they don't quite understand. So you give in a way inform them. I inform or I give some guidance. I I script. I I bring up topics that are not going to like Mm. are going to like make you know the viewer understand the female perspective more because there's really no female perspective on the show. Which is another round is not as. Like anti so as bad as men, I you know, right? Even the tweets make me want to die. Oh <laughs> my goodness! NTV men needs to get his shit together. They that do. Shit Actually, I think was it like two weeks hell. ago? Hey. It was like two weeks ago. They had, uh, um, they had. A, I think they came for them. They did something, and people were like, you know what? NTV men is trash. <laughs> you saw that hashtag? Oh yeah, I remember that. I was hashtag. like, yes, please take this show <laughs> off the <laughs> air. Exactly it's not helping anyone. Oh. Because I'm not sound biased to anything. Mm. Another round, because not, not like for me as one of the producers, I mm-hmm. try to make sure that we have, if say a topic is about women, women are involved. We have a female guest, or we have, yeah. even if it's because even if it's me myself, sometimes I show up on the show just You've to like. You've gone on the show before. Yeah, a couple of episodes here and really? there. Yeah, just to like represent the female perspective. Okay. So that guys just don't talk out of their asses. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, don't but worry, yeah. This is- you can't say anything I on the podcast. Say, really? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes, I can say anything. You can't say anything. But yeah, I'm not good at cussing. <laughs> but yeah, so there's uh, another round. There's chat room, uh, area code. I think you saw Danza's show, okay. NBS Connect. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, there's this uh, People and Power. I've not seen People it's and Power. It's a political show. So mostly uh, you bring out ideas for what to talk about on the show? Yeah, ideas and, and topics. Topics and guests. And I don't really deal with guests. So, but do you be scripting like questions? Usually, it's questions. Uh-huh. If it's an interview, it's questions. Uh-huh. If it's, for a example, discussion? if it's a discussion, I research on the topics. Okay. And then I if say on chat room that topic is a uh, body, you know, positivity. Mm. I go and read about body positivity, and okay. I give the presenter that information. That's super fun. It is fun if they use it. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes they, they choose come to. With their own ideas. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes it's understandable. I mean, mm. I've been a presenter before, so I know people, <laughs> people can have their own ideas. So they get carried away. Mm. And sometimes you have to be like, oh, you know what? Sometimes you have to stick to the script, you know, do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, you just give them a guide. They don't have to like use say word by word, mm-hmm. but they just have an idea. Mm. Mm. That sounds fun. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm only hesitating because usually if something goes wrong mm. and your name is like on the credits, mm. um, because I think recently, about uh, about two weeks ago, I think, or even a month, mm. there's a show that I am part of that got in trouble with the, with the uh, UCC. What? Yeah, someone, a guest came on the show and they were bashing the president. Oh my god. And they had to call all of us and they had to give NBS a warning and all of these things and the presenter was actually fired and oh. the show was taken <laughs> off the air. <laughs> so what? yeah, it is fun, but you have to also be extra what? careful because if you bring someone for example if that if they're talking about um let's say um you have FDC people and NRM people in the building, right? Yeah. And then the FDC people <laughs> slander the NRM people. Oh it's your responsibility, mm. whoever is on that show. Mm. So usually, uh, that's why like some shows have like you know disclaimers, you know, yeah. and everything. But this show in particular didn't have a disclaimer, and it was on air. And this guy said all these things. It was an MP attacking the president, and you know how. So our that show doesn't <coughs> exist. No, anymore. it doesn't exist anymore. Okay, but script. then the, I uh, okay, yeah. Media, especially in a country like Uganda, where we're being micromanaged yeah. by an individual to really uphold by I his know. beliefs and only his beliefs. Yep. And he has a million minions who are watching TV at every moment to see when he's London. Yeah. <laughs> oh my but you God. see, this guy had so much anger. He was so bitter. He said. Crazy stuff did about it the president. Viral in some sense. It was like violent. Viral, like did it oh. spread on the internet? <clears throat> it was. It's a. It's a show. It's a Luganda show. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those. It like became. It became viral on those in on those in those circles. Okay. Yeah. Because reached. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's on. I think I think it's on the on the. On the I was going to say on the YouTube, <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. So at that point, your job was at risk. Yeah, but personally, I had to, and this is what happened uh, because I'm I'm part of a scripting team. Uh, I'm re- I'm responsible from the the beginning because there's a script. You know, why wasn't it followed and whatnot? That's why I'm telling you, like when a presenter decides ah, not to follow the script, the script. Okay. and they do, and the guest you're in trouble. So it can be fun, but also a. Hey, Man, Sevok might come for you. <laughs> yeah, like your 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 entire being is at risk if you're in any media. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's yeah. just. But insane. hey, isn't that life, right? One yeah. minute it's fun, next minute it's what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> oh god, I can't wait for someone to make an anti-NRM film and then they will be in now, prison let, so hard. I know. Actually, I don't even know if we should actually be talking about this. <laughs> but that forty, what that what's that movie? Twenty Seven Guns. No, that's propaganda. I, Thank you. That's you're, you're, the, you're like the first person I've talked to, I, and I they are so the comfortable. First person. That oh, Sharon, propaganda. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I have been around people, and because, of course, like being, you know, a person who works in film and everything, mm. people. I know so many people who worked on the set of this film, and mm. so many people had like all these nice things to say. But when you actually watch the trailer, I don't even have to watch the film. I just watch yes. the trailer. I'm like, you know, this is some bullshit. Bullshit you know? to soften power people <laughs> and remind us about 1986. You know, uh, you me. see, you are P. 
peaceful <laughs> because we did this and this. We <sighs> went to the war for you, so be grateful. But come on, yeah, it's and been this is 30 really years. Clearly trying to get to people like us because our old our parents actually hold on to Mussolini yeah, because they of do, that shit because, because they yeah, remember yeah. 1986. But that movie is pure propaganda to change pure your mindset. Pure propaganda. And, I'm not and, going to buy and the guy who plays Savo yeah. is not believable. He is not. <laughs> he just looks like the guy. Mm. He looks like him, but when because you see the thing about someone like Sevo like for me why it's a love and hate thing when it comes to him mm. in as much as he's is you know he's holding on to power and doing all these crazy things mm-hmm. he is still he's a sharp guy he's yeah. charismatic he mm. knows how there's a reason as to why he's been in power for 30 years and so when i see this kid whoever it is who's playing <laughs> Sevo i'm like are they kidding Maybe me that's what Sevo was like in the bush no i don't think you can be If you want you can watch this on YouTube if you can watch the trailer again the trailer. you can see that guy was so soft spoken he was so <laughs> I was like dude no I don't believe I you the line I, I there's a line in the in the trailer like but f- for us we went and like we don't rape them it was this whole overt thing that we were the good guys and I'm like this is pure propaganda where they're going to scream we were the good guys look at us look at us come on by his own daughter how do you not see through those lines wait was that was that actually his daughter natasha is it natasha doing the film she's directing the film yeah i know she's but i saw another person who looks exactly like one of the daughters <laughs> acting well, what that was, was she the person it? playing playing the wife the person oh, playing yeah, yeah. She either she's Janet. either a, a, a daughter of Sevo or mm. like a relative. The, the resemblance is so, you know. But hey, anyway, I can't wait to see what she does. <coughs> eh. Because I think that what people sometimes be like, eh, maybe it's going to be a great production. No, hmm. it had they had a lot of money, and I think even if it's a propaganda film, it can still be better. I have no problem with propaganda. Go ahead, do your propaganda, but make it good, you know. But propaganda is bad. Don't do propaganda <laughs> either side. Don't But even hey, do FTC propaganda. Do an FTC I film know. and show that folks. Don't make full blown propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> May we not be imprisoned. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> anyway, um now let's get into your love of film. Yep. I want that story before we begin to talk about the film. Mm, Should be mm. like um like what the Just how did it begin especially in your old age when you became a proper movie buff mm. and uh, really into film how did that happen what was the trigger Actually I think for me before it was just you know yeah. I would enjoy watching movies because who doesn't right Yeah entertainment so <laughs> I would just watch and watch and just like go away not right. feeling or taking anything uh-huh. or you know, it was just like yay I watched Madea's Family Reunion <laughs> and it was amazing yeah. and I think that guy is funny and that was it Yeah But I think uh the first film that I watched that kind of made me rethink everything and mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking wow mm-hmm. that is actually a good story mm-hmm. that's a good movie mm-hmm. and I could I remember I watched um Annette Bening in okay. Being Julia okay so it was such an odd odd film mm-hmm. because it's basically this old lady mm-hmm. who is um pursuing you know has has an affair with a younger guy okay. and but she's very 
Actually, this movie didn't even do that well. I don't know. I've <laughs> never seen it. Yeah, I, mm. it's just, it was like one, it's a very... What year was know, it made? I don't even know. 2090s? No. Way back, no, back, back. Because my, my actual getting into like film and appreciating it was, it was, not, it was like just five years ago, okay. quite honestly. Mm. So it was like around 20, 2013, 2012. And it was a film of that year? Yeah, it was either that okay. year or a year before, okay. or two years before, I don't know. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I watched it and I was moved by her performance. Mm. And I was like, wow, okay, this is really good, this is really good. And so I found myself watching it again. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only other movie I'd ever watched more than twice or thrice before was Devil Wears Prada because hey <laughs> it's fun. Which female doesn't like Devil Wears Prada? So yeah. I watched it and I was so fixated on the character mm-hmm. and her dilemmas and everything and the younger guy and and I went and I found myself going online to read about it and all these things and then Afterwards, I found myself like slowly. I would watch a movie, then I would want to go and find out much more about much more, it. Yeah, that's where you know, begin. even the movies that were not like really that great. Yeah. I was like, ah. then there's this other film that uh, uh, Charlize Theron did. It was called, um, I think, Young Adult. Oh my God, Young Adult is so good. It's a good movie, right? I really so like around young the adult. same time, I watched Young Adult, and then I became so obsessed with it because one, she was such an unlikable character, but I was so drawn to her. And I was like, this chick is so annoying. She's the worst. <laughs> She's a terrible human being. Mm. But somehow I empathize with her. I mm. want to like... So I would I would just be around the house doing nothing. Like washing plates in the kitchen. Young adult would be playing. <laughs> Whatever I was doing. Cleaning the house. doing Moving or anything. Mm. I was so obsessed with it. Like for weeks. And then slowly I would... I said like realizing I can watch a movie more than once. I can mm. watch a movie forever. <laughs> like I can... <laughs> And so that's how it all grew. And then, of course, mm-hmm. around, um, I think around 2013, around that time I met people who were like more, you know, film buffs and everything. That's always Thanks fun. to Facebook, you oh, know. Yes. Yeah, through Facebook. But and actually, almost everyone who has been on the podcast I've met through Facebook and yeah. Twitter. Yeah. So before when I met a community of like guys who really enjoy film, mm-hmm. and then I was introduced to films, you know, like I remember watching Fruitvale Station. And I'd never watched, I'd ne- I didn't know who, uh, who Michael, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan was. Of course, everyone's like, oh my God, you haven't seen The Wire. It's like some kind of, I'm like, uh, n- no. They're like, how can you not have seen The Wire? But I saw Michael B. Jordan in the in Fruitville Station. I watched it over and over and over again. I was like, wow. And then afterwards, I, you know, the before series. And I was like, you have got to be, I've been missing out. So I stopped the whole thing of just going to the movies, just like, Oh, um, this film is out. You just get whatever you find in the video library because everyone else is watching it. Yeah. And it moved to like, you know, I think this is a good movie. Yeah. This director, this actor. Yeah. And then so slowly my taste like became mm-hmm. refined. Yeah. And now I do not waste my my time on some movies. <laughs> Apart from just like two weeks ago, I think I watched Acrimony, which I'd been warned about, by the way. There's some which don't watch like, it. Okay, but then sometimes it's... Sometimes you watch that. <laughs> no, I think for me, like everyone, like most people around me, kept telling me such a bad movie. I was like, guys, it yeah. can't be that bad. Every single person says it's and really then, bad. So, but I'm it's really bad. bad. <laughs> like, take it from me, it's such a bad movie. I felt so bad for Taraji the entire time, and I'm like, she was, first of all, she was typecast, you know, because it's Taraji. She can be sassy and a bad bitch, but. Ugh. Anyway, it's a waste of time. Don't watch it. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, 
Should we now talk about the before series? Yes. Okay, let me just introduce <coughs> them a bit. Actually, uh, I tried uh, before I, I I talk about anything. I like to check with people who are in that big movie buffs mm-hmm. and see if they're aware of something. Mm. This is a rarer one. Like in with people who aren't like us who be looking, who be actively searching for yeah, stuff yeah, to yeah, see, yeah. Uh-huh. searching for good things from the past and present. Yes, yes. It's actually much rarer. Like there's yeah. people who are not really always making the initiative don't really know about the film which is mm. sad it's popular yeah. I think in film buffs only yeah and it's I think it's actually it's one of those films it's like a cult classic for yeah. especially people who are in, who love um because uh Linklater for example he's it's he, like an indie favorite yeah exactly so if you're like a Linklater fan the before trilogy has definitely got to be one of you know but I think something like uh, Dazed and Confused is more popular yeah absolutely like someone would have at least heard of Dazed and and Confused Mm. let me introduce the films a bit like she said it's directed by Richard Linklater and it's three movies before Sunset which was made in 1995 sorry before Sunrise made in 1995 before Sunset 2004 then before midnight 2013 yeah and that's in between all the films there's nine years there's a nine year gap yeah yes and it's all about one specific couple jesse and celine Mm -hmm. so in the first one in 1995 before sunrise they meet for the first time on a train and the entire movie is about them going around venice yes so the first movie is about them making that connection Mm -hmm. then they leave they separate they separate at the end of the movie and decide that they should meet somewhere in six months, mm-hmm. then see what happens. Yeah. But the movie ends with them saying goodbye after a full blissful day in, in Venice, which yeah. we'll talk about after. Then the second movie opens nine years later. They both didn't go to the, to meet mm-hmm. in six months. Their lives are entirely different. They're mm-hmm. older. Jesse has a wife and Actually, a kid. Actually, Jesse showed up. Oh, Jesse showed up. Yeah, I forgot that bit. Jesse showed up. Yeah. Celine didn't show up yeah, because her grandmother had died. died yeah. So they've just met. Mm-hmm. They meet by sort of accident because Jesse had written a book about her and it the was encounter, yeah. his intention. So they mm-hmm. meet there. They go around Paris. And the movie ends when in a way. Time. <laughs> yeah. He misses the plane. <laughs> He's supposed to go on a plane to back to, back his, to, the to, States, to his family. Yeah. He misses the plane. Open 2013. It's nine years later. They're married. With two twins, Twin, yeah, twins, yeah. And this time, he it begins with them old and red. <laughs> that opening Older shot of Jesse is one of my favorite yeah. things. He looks tired, old and tired. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's letting go of his son, who he already talked about before. Yeah. While they go back, in, they go in, in in the third when they're in Greece. Yeah, on like vacation. A book, yeah, on a book vacation mm-hmm. of his. Yeah. And this time. It's domestic. It's about their it's domestic very, life. Yeah, yeah. Even allow other people in the movie mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. And what's going on is just marriage. Yes. Here it's just seeing what Though happens. they're not actually married. They're not married. But yes, it's just a long-term partnership yeah, yeah. to see what happens after you get what you wanted. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, a picture yeah. of a period of time after that. Mm-hmm. So that's the last film yes. before midnight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so now let's actually talk about it. That gives you a big, a good picture in case you haven't watched the movies or yeah. whoever is listening. And I hope, because <coughs> spoilers coming in. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they know there's spoilers, right? The movie, <laughs> by the way, they are just talking. 
Yeah. The movie is it's dialogue all of heavy. Them are dialogue heavy. Yeah. They're just people walking around and talking, and, talking. and this it's all about these people who have connected in before sunrise. So yes, let's talk about the film. First, tell me where you do it this much that you'd pick it as the one to talk about today. Well, I think for me, that was the first dialogue heavy film I'd ever come across, and I didn't even know they made such films. <laughs> you know, yeah. because usually you watch a lot of stuff it's just trying to distract you from your own life you know just to entertain you mm-hmm. just you know but even like the romantic comedies that you watch there's a sense of like you always know what's going to happen yeah you know boy meets girl uh something happens they break up sad montage or uh, you know they make back up together. back together and happy then ever after. happy ever after <laughs> you know the same old stuff yeah. but this one we see in the first film boy meets girl and the way they meet, mm-hmm. you know, they start off this conversation. And I think for me, it, the way um, they meet and have these conversations throughout, mm-hmm. it's be, it, it like spoke to me because I've been in these situations whereby you meet someone for the first time and you can't stop talking to this person, mm-hmm. you know. And like mm-hmm. you're always talking and even if you're not together, phone calls and what, but these people have one day and like they made the most of it. Like for me, if you told me, uh, if if like love in a way was if romantic love was in the sense that you meet someone for the first time you have one day what would you do with it mm-hmm. my ideal you know situation would be before before, you know, sunrise. before sunrise okay. and also i like the fact that the connection from before sunrise to before, before sun. sunset then before midnight because of course i mean that nine year thing is crazy yeah it's that insane. too it's alone insane. is crazy because how many film how many filmmakers do that you know, like they carry on a story, and then like nine, like, and I don't know what his obsession is with nine years. Actually, I haven't really read up on that, but I'm sure it has. Maybe nine is his lucky number. I don't know, but yeah. I've yeah. not heard him put any philosophy behind the nine years. No, he's. Yeah. I think like the few interviews I've read when he's talking about these films, you can see he was just trying to experiment with yeah, something. Yeah, which is fun. But Linklater is. He beat himself to it with Boyhood, with the 12 years. Jesus. I was like, whoa. <laughs> with this I watched, I watched Boyhood and I was blown away. But anyway, so for me, that whole the time thing and the fact that these people just sit and even the topics, the things they talk about, mm-hmm. you know, they're both. I like, because I like Celine because I relate to her. I relate to her insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, I related to her, like, you know, especially in, and before sunrise, like her idealistic. Mm-hmm nature of like you know i want to change things in the world i want to do this and then we cut to before sunset and she has become this person and she's just frustrated with everything and she's angry and she's an activist and she's and jesse is like in this state of like for him he's still he's still jesse in a way you can see life has also taken you know its punches at him but he can still be you know he's like well i just he he, in a way he's Mm self-centered and celine is trying to like do things for you know the world and leave a mark and everything mm-hmm. and so when we see them through all these films they just like become all these different people like you mm-hmm. said they're just trying to show us like you know the beginning the dream stage of a relationship yeah. or love and then the middle where yeah. now you're thinking uh, and then it becomes weird <laughs> then you know, the end is and then, harsh reality and then the harsh reality of actually being in a committed relationship mm-hmm. and what it takes and the toll, you know, having kids and, you know, doing all these things. You're also trying to, like, push your career. Yeah. And so... What's your favorite scene in the three? My favorite film, actually. Scene. 
scene. Yeah, the particular moment that you like the most. Not, I think your favorite in Sunrise. Haven't you already said that? No, no, no. Okay, which one is Actually, your favorite, my favorite movie is, first? My favorite is Before Sunset. Oh, really? When they come back together after the first nine years. Yes. Because now uh, we've moved past... Because believe me, that first, that initial stage of lovers can be so heady. <laughs> Too many chemicals flying around. It's so confusing. <laughs> Nothing can be achieved. <laughs> But then we come to like before sunset and they are in their early 30s, right? Mm-hmm. They've, kind, they've kind of like seen a bit of life and they have come down a bit, mm. you know. Uh, Celine is no longer that raging, what's the word? Not even, okay, raging is the wrong word. Uh, actually, no, in this she's, she becomes a raging feminist. And all <laughs> that. But uh, it's in the, okay, like that innocence is taken away. They've seen what life really is, and even like when you see them physically, they both look very. They don't look good actually. Mm. That's that's the those are the film. That's the film where they look their least, you know, because mm. Jesse looks very like he's been drinking for I don't know this past nine years. So Celine tired. lost so much weight, you know, like life has really dealt with them, and so they're at a place whereby they have to like re-evaluate everything. Mm-hmm. What I thought I wanted in my twenties, yeah. my not exactly. It doesn't happen. After yeah. They hope so, so I I like that, and maybe because I relate to them, because I'm someone who now who has just like started her thirties as well. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like, and but before, by the way, my fi- my favorite was before sunrise, mm. because how can it not be? You Two hopeful. lovers walking around <laughs> Venice, you know. Yeah. But then after watching it in the past. Couple, couple of years now, I relate more to the before sunset, and who knows, maybe in a couple of years I relate to, to before, be midnight, before midnight. You know, so it's a thing of before sunset, really. Like you know, uh, what's your favorite scene from this? Uh, this uh, actually, my favorite scene is the scene in the in the record store in the first. Okay. Yeah. Before sunrise. In the before sunrise, when they go to this record store and they're playing uh, this record, they go into this tiny booth. Mm-hmm. You know. And they just keep stealing these glances at each other, and it's so and cheesy. Then, oh I know. Yeah. And they're being. Sh- they don't want. I know. They don't want to like. See. They don't want their. <coughs> excuse me. They don't want their eyes. They're, they don't want like meet. Their eyes can't meet because they're all shy and everything. But I also like how they bring it back in before sunset on the stairs uh-huh. when they're walking up the stairs to mm-hmm. Celine's room, mm-hmm. and they keep stealing glances at each other. Like for me, I'm a sucker for those small things. Anyway, so <laughs> those things are really cute. <laughs> I know, right? So personally, my favorite is before midnight mm. because I'm super You're such a realist. <laughs> yeah, I'm insanely cynical. Well, I like we are joining you so bad so. stuff that ends badly. <laughs> oh my room. <laughs> Oh my, oh my like god! Things that are just what? <laughs> like you've watched Closer. Yes. Oh my Closer goodness! Closer is my favorite romance movie because everyone is fucking each other's lives up oh my for goodness. no particular reason. I'm like, this is reality. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> Actually, interestingly enough, you know, because when you told me to uh, uh, to choose a film yeah. that I, I I like that I want to talk about, yeah. I had like three. Yeah. I had uh, before some the before series. I had Closer, and, and I had Frances. Ha! <laughs> right. So actually, two days ago, I was looking at, uh, I was looking, I was reading up on Closer and everything, mm-hmm. and I was just trying to like look at all these characters, you know, mm-hmm. and oh my goodness, the most fucked up people I you'd really, ever come across. I really, really like that movie. I'm like, and I deal. <laughs> it is, I know, it is, and it, it's, it's such, just it's so brutal. I do, I, I, I keep dating to reality. Like, don't you ever think like? 
anyone in your life if you've dated someone then they break up with you and it's legit for no reason mm-hmm. he will not be able to explain it but it has fucked up your life so badly yeah. you're like why would you do this and they just say like it's not it's me it's not you it's me why would you do this to me when <laughs> someone looks at you and like why would you do this to me that, that, that movie gave me that feeling constantly and like reality yeah. but anyway I like Before Midnight because of that it's just yeah. so I think I like seeing something that doesn't romanticize anything mm-hmm. and that movie really doesn't romanticize no, it doesn't. it doesn't even romanticize their bodies I like how she's no, bigger she's bigger much. and actually I like uh, I really do you know that. how uh, in the, the, the two sorry uh, the first two films we don't see any of the, we don't see like Celine nude at any one point but I appreciate how she be, how she's nude in the final film Me because too. they get to show us that you see what this woman like her body has been through all of this <laughs> you have been you watched her in the first film you're like yeah. oh look at this if hot French girl <laughs> but now when no. you see her the way she is would you, you still appreciate her and I like that they did not because some movies they actually misuse nudity you know? yeah. Not even some. So many movies misuse nudity. They misuse nudity. They misuse yeah. sex scenes just yeah, for yeah. the sake of a sex you know? scene. Not even helping. But the movie we see these guys don't even have sex, but we yeah. see her nude, yeah. and you don't even see that. You don't. You just see her, and you're seeing her body that changes. She's had kids. She's you know, <laughs> been through these things, and so yeah. I really like. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite scene is similar to your glance thing. Do you remember in Before Sunset? Mm. When they're in the car, then she attempts to touch his hand. Yes. And she pulls oh, I love that one that too. That was by far it my favorite. So like, cool. That is super cool. Yeah, <laughs> because just, she's trying to act like she's not moved by him being yeah. around. Okay, actually, she does. She's upset. She's like, "How can you just show up here, all romantic and married?" <laughs> and then, and then he's like, um, "Wait, what did you say? I, I forget what it says." But then he turns the other way, and then she like tries to like touch him, and then like you know, it's a, it's a pretty yeah. Yeah, I really such easy like for a cynic, that. huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm cynical, but. I like cynicism, but that was really cute. Yeah, it, it was. Because he also tried to do it me. before. He tried to, like, touch her, I think, at some point. Mm-hmm. And then he couldn't. Yes. Yeah. But that was really super cool. In terms of, like, the performances, hands down. Actually, I fell in love with Julie Delpy immediately. I was like, wow. You know? Because she was so effortless. Her character, oh, really you know? Nice. Yeah, she's really nice. And also, even the fact that these guys are... Their chemistry from the get go, so effortless. And I'm thinking, I can't. Do you know, like, if uh, okay, like, if I'm to ask you, do you, which other actors do you, would you see playing these roles? It's not it's so hard to imagine, right? Like, I love, for example, like one of my favorite actresses is Natalie Portman, right? Mm-hmm. So I think she's brilliant and everything. Mm-hmm. But I try to like put say Natalie Portman and uh, okay, imagine the characters of Alice and. Uh, was it Natalie Portman's character Alice and Dan? Dan is Jude Law's character in Closer. <laughs> Imagine those two doing what Jesse and Selena are doing. It just it's doesn't good. seem. No, it wouldn't make sense. No way. Since you're talking about character, mm. I'm going to say something negative for the first time. No, please. <laughs> I really, really don't like Jesse. I, I think really, actually really don't like Jesse, and that thing actually almost failed me. The fir- it it actually failed me the first time yeah. I was watching before sunrise because the mm. first time I tried to watch it, I actually turned it off. Really, <laughs> Jesse was talking, and I'm like, this dude is irritating me. I don't think I want to see three movies of, of this, this dude. <laughs> yes. Oh my because goodness, because he has this his vibe is not nice for me, and he's such that, an American. That whole <laughs> chillness, maybe, maybe that's what the movie is trying to show. Yeah, there's that too. 
me it I don't like him as a character and I, I don't enjoy seeing him as a character. I don't enjoy watching him. He's not a fun presence for me. And I love <laughs> Ethan Hawke, so it's not his fault. Oh my goodness. I love yeah, him yeah, yeah. in many things, mm-hmm. but in this, you were like, something no. about Jesse that I really don't like. And even when he's making these intellectual conversations, I get bad vibes from him. It makes me think of, of how guys Probably, reach a certain age with pseudo intellectual jazz and yeah, they're yeah, feeling yeah, super yeah, yeah, sharp yeah, yeah, yeah. but the only thing I really like about the couple the only thing I find him very tolerable what made me like make, made me remove myself made me not hate him that much mm. is he never talks at her no. he actually talks to her yeah. and the thing that a guy like that would usually do is it's, just yeah, talk yeah. at you talk at you exactly, talk at you yeah. just assume you have no idea mm-hmm. you, you have nothing to say back yeah, to yeah, them yeah. so that's the only thing that makes him tolerable but Besides like that, I don't like Jesse. Well, <laughs> that kind of crushes me because I love Jesse, no. but that is usual. That is because you know my in extension. You know, I'm crazy about Ethan Hawke, <laughs> but um, I think when you say you don't like, I can see the parts where you. Because th- I mean, just like any character, I can never fully love a character like all the way. Because I have issues with Celine, <laughs> you know. I have issues with Celine in some bits, and I'm mm. thinking, woman, just shut up. <laughs> You know, like, what are you talking about? Mm. You know? And especially in the in the last film. Yeah, she has She was moments. so... She made me... Yeah. I, she she pissed me off so many times, you know? Like, when she became so insecure and she was jealous and all these things. And I'm thinking, I relate to all this stuff. Yeah. However, it's crazy watching another person go through that. And like, oh, is that mm. how I look? You know, you, <laughs> even you, you know you're irritating when you yeah. do that stuff. It's just yeah. hard to take in when you yeah. see it. <laughs> so, even uh, the whole thing, I liked how they portrayed Jesse as this uh, obnoxious American dude. And I think, especially from the, in the beginning, from the beginning, yes. you know. Um, okay, not not overtly obnoxious like that, mm-hmm. but there's that you know. Hey, mm-hmm. um, I speak only one language. Okay, it was Celine making fun of him there, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it just goes to show you that she had to like tolerate parts of him, and he equally had to tolerate parts of her, mm-hmm. just like in any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to compromise and all that jazz. So I completely understand why you would say you dislike Jesse. Mm. One aspect we haven't talked about which mm. I think just needs some attention also is the technical, as- technical aspect of it. How mm. the sh- they take really long shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The long shots. So well. what's your favorite okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite uh, long shot? Because there are, there are a bunch of them. There are a bunch of them. Yes. Um, I will go with Before Midnight and it's the car. I like ah, how long that car yeah, scene was yeah, yeah, and yeah. that they just let it go. go and the fact that the conversations were having just sounded like the type of things married people would talk about i know and the, the kids were in the back sleeping and it was yeah it was really then good it, i really like the extended cast yeah and it really sets up the movie entirely mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it proper gives you that picture of the nine years yeah Papa gives you what a married couple looks like yeah. now how different it is from when they were discovering each exactly. other exactly one and two so i mean now they're arguing about you know who ate the daughter's apple like <laughs> stuff <laughs> yeah. like that you know mm. but i think for me one of the long shots it's got to be in uh, of course the before sunset but there, there are a couple of those but i don't want to talk about the long shots and talk about that crane shot 
Which when crane shot? There's a crane shot when they're coming from the cafe. Uh-huh. When he says, oh, you know what, I'm going to be in the plane for about 12 hours. Uh-huh. I don't want to be sitting around. Can we walk around? And, you know, and she's uh-huh. like, uh, you know, today is something, is it something like a Black Friday of Paris or something? Uh-huh. And then decides that, okay, let us, you know, take a walk. So they go out outside of the cafe and they, they go, they walk. Uh-huh. But then, um, so we see a, the crane comes and picks them. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it follows like this. And then they go up the stairs like this. It just leaves them. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I've understood. You've understood. Yes, I've known the scene. Yeah, today it would have been like a drone shot, a drone shot situation. But the fact that they had these the crane, and it was such, you know, and because of course I watched it last night. Mm. This one in particular, because it's my favorite. I had to like make sure that I have my. Mm. (laughs) Yes, so it was really once like I like it's brief but mm. the fact that because these days it's so easy it's a drone shot you just put drone shots look terrible guys stop doing them so. people <laughs> stop actually no stop misusing drone shots because I know okay let me not even do this but I know uh, f- someone he, uh, people here I watched a trailer of something and people are having like a conversation like you and me sitting mm. here and they were out, outdoors and there was a drone shot <laughs> I'm thinking you actually do you know what a drone shot is really supposed to be used for like no it was right there and then it comes in even like almost close up and I'm thinking wow these guys just had a drone and they just wanted to play around but yeah anyway let them use their shots (laughs) yeah okay have I missed anything what have I missed that you wanted to talk about quotes (laughs) I'm a sucker for quotes which like the quotes, like favorite quotes in the movie, like the words. I know. Um, okay. That's besides, a weird thing to obsess about. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I I love words so much. Some words like oh, you're for saying quotes. Q U. Yeah, like quotes, like mem- like memorable. I thought like, you meant C O U R, like quotes. C O A T S. Oh no, Rosaline had a really pretty jacket in Before Sunset. Before she had a really cute jacket, the white one. Preferred her top in Before Sunrise, right? Before sunset. Oh yeah, the one with the back. The back. Yeah, yeah, that's actually that's some good, good fashion, yeah, right? No, 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 what I mean, like quotes, like um, uh, not like oh, for example yes, when she's quote, like yes. in the cans, like you know, um, then you say something where <clears throat> she says something about, uh, you know, I think he said something about him being miserable in his marriage and everything, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh. You know, like she was really not sympathetic, mm. and then after she's like, you know, and then you just show up here all romantic and, married, <laughs> and, you know. and then I think also I think one of my favorite is actually the ending of uh, Before Sunset, yeah, that's which the is like, baby, <laughs> you're gonna miss <laughs> the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a bunch of quotes. Anyway, I, I do that. I I go crazy about quotes and words and Those everything. are good ones. I think yeah. I'll I'll steal yours. I'll steal baby you're going to miss that thing because that's It's such a great cool. yeah, it's such a really nice quote. It's, it's the one that has has that's most people like there's a reason. It's really good. Yeah, it's really and the good. way the thing I like about that though is also how excuse me. Mm. They take their time to actually black out the screen. Yeah. Most people people like to just do a random and, you know. To give you and that I like shock because value, you, but I like because like yeah, so it fades out, yeah, it and then you actually you, ex- you you kind of like embrace it yeah, because you if I just done you, that, you, you feel, feel like that. no, yeah. it has ended. Okay, now I can really think. Yeah, where they're going to go. But me. also maybe another thing that I found impressive the fact that the joint work between Linklater and Julie Delpy mm-hmm. and Ethan Hawke in writing the script, especially in the 
last two films. That must be the key to why yeah. it's so good. They, because I mean, you know, and then also Julie Delpy on the music. You mm-hmm. know, she, uh, she wrote. She, she, she had wrote like, her song of yeah. the third movie. Eh? Did she? No, the third I, movie. I, I, I don't I remember. Your sentence without knowing what you are saying. <laughs> please, please carry on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the second movie, I think. Mm-hmm. She had like three songs in there or four. I mm. think. Yeah. So. But yeah, because it's brilliant. However, how, mm. speaking of her, them writing, I tried to watch her movies last night. Mm. She has two days in Paris, two days in New York. Yeah, yeah I said I couldn't t- stand them. Actually, I, I just think, turned yeah. them off and deleted them. I hated them. I don't think they're great. So much. Though I did have, I did have us because I I love her as a, a create as a creator. I just kind of I watched. Two days in New York. That's done with Chris with Rock. With Chris Rock, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just like the idea of you know this French family coming through and just causing all this chaos. But then it was it struggled. It really it's did. A hustle to mm, watch. It's a struggle. But if you turn off, because for me nowadays sometimes if I want to enjoy a film, I turn my film critic off. Like my, I just like tell myself, you know what, just watch this movie like you did before 2012, before you <laughs> discovered that film is actually beyond just. <laughs> <laughs> pictures and but pre twenty twelve person would never bother with two days in New York. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely, would, would be knee deep in mm. Suicide Squad or some shit. Yeah. you know, like that is actually surprising. I wasn't even into Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was into Tyler Perry movies. That's the weirdest. Did you like like the black movies basket? Love, love basket, that's the thing, love and, and I think that's why it was so yeah. Step up, no, step step up, up. white people. No, no, no. There's the one where they do the the the. Tap dancing. Isn't that tap? It's not tap dancing. Something about the squad, stomp the yard. Stomp the yard. Yeah, that was that was my shit. That was um, okay. That you know, save the last those, dance. Oh, <laughs> I was so obsessed with save the last dance. Actually, I watched it so many times. But recently, but now I cannot go back to watch them. Like, I think we. Don't you think if you were still in that mindset, you would have enjoyed acrimony? Probably yeah. would have. Shit. I kind of I Shit. feel bad about how much really I rejected the black media, which I grew up liking so mm. much. I feel bad. But I think, and the thing is, for me, after and okay, that black media that's accessible to us, mm. is the, you know, that the, the, the average stuff. Mm. But if you actually look, there's, there is some good stuff. There's the highbrow stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're, it, yes. they're the moonlights of this you world. Know, the moonlight. But you see now, moonlight is just like it just happened. You know, just it happened day. yesterday. No. Ava Duvernay happened yesterday, but people I know. act like she's an icon of history. <laughs> but you see, surprisingly, around the time that. I started like looking for film and like appreciating film, I discovered this film by Ava Duvernay. Around the same time, it was Her called first one. I Will Follow. Yes. That film actually, I stayed with it for a very long time. That's I think I've watched it like, it. I've watched it like ten times. Oh. It is actually a very, I don't know that. if you would enjoy it, but... I, I watched it even before I knew who Eva Duvernay was. Mm-hmm. It's until I went and saw the work she has done. I was like, oh, shoot. I saw this film in 2011. Or was it 2012? Something mm-hmm. like that. And it was actually a very... and Because it was heavy on dialogue okay. as well. Mm-hmm. It was heavy on dialogue. It didn't have much action and everything. This has been fun. I hope you can come back to just even talk about movies. Yeah. I'll, I'll want to come back and talk about, about Closer. Let's do that. Let's talk about closer. But I'm, I may torture you to talk about some recent shit that I just be watching another perspective on. Like what? <laughs> Anything. Just, oh, What's I the just most recent film you've seen? 
No, a recent one that I really like was Annihilation. Thank you. So, uh, did you enjoy talking Such about Annihilation? Such a good movie. It's a good movie. It's so good. Oh my goodness. I saw, I don't know, we should first close this. Let me, okay. This, this has been Cinema Red Film. Thank you, Brenda, for coming. Thank you, Sharon, for having um, me. Yes. Thank you. You will come back. You must. I will. <laughs> Please find everything you need about Cinema Red Film on cinemaredfilm.com. Bye.